Holly, I am glad you're here. We're back with one more day of appreciation for Keanu Reeves. He deserves more than two days, but there's every likelihood we'll be talking about him on the pod again sometime. And Watson is, of course, back for the second half of the conversation. Hi, Watson. Yay! You ready to go? Yes. All right, so we've got some more general Keanu questions, and then we're going to talk about Constantine today. It was really hard to pick which two movies we would kind of discuss because there are so many good ones. And then I realized as I looked at his IMDb, there are a lot I have not actually seen or I've saw once and never watched again. He's done a surprising number of like under the radar movies, which Mm -hmm. considering his star power, when you think of him, you think of things like Bill and Ted and The Matrix and John Wick. And these were all huge blockbuster movies, Mm -hmm. Point Break, which, you know, they're not always the greatest, but they're huge movies. So the fact that he sort of bounces between those and like this little thing I didn't hear anything about. I'm like, wait, what? You did what? He's also, I would almost consider one of the kings of sci-fi. A lot of his Mm -hmm. movies are sci-fi. I was rewatching Replica, definitely sci-fi. Yes. The Matrix, very sci-fi. Um... Uh, uh, Scanner Darkly kind of has that feel to it. There was Mm -hmm. another one that I am forgetting off the top of my head now that he was in that was very sci-fi. So it's kind of, and he's starting to return to that a little bit, which is exciting. So I enjoy that. All right, your first question. Which Keanu persona is your favorite? An example being like a mystical flying jujitsu expert or a bumbling idiotic teen or a well-trained and mysterious assassin. Which one is your favorite? Which one is your favorite? Favorite persona. Um, yes. I mean, I originally, uh, the John Wick one is very attractive to me, but as like if a, a person I would want to meet, not so much. Uh, I really enjoy him when he's doing the romantic leading man yeah. type. I mean, you've got Lake House and A Walk in the Clouds. There's something about that, him playing that character where he's just, he's a little more approachable. It's, I, I think he's adorable. Yes, I agree. I, but I chose John Wick. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there was somebody I'd went in my corner, I think it would be him because he had shown he could walk away from it. So there's mm-hmm. not that fear that he just, like he's, said in the last episode he's not a serious like yeah he doesn't enjoy it necessarily but if something were to happen to know that like hey mm-hmm. and he managed to dude. walk away in a manner where you could tell they never bugged him and his wife yeah. uh-huh. they were like he's retired he's out it's fine yeah <laughs> don't take him off. don't take him off so that's mine um and i also put in here except when he's playing himself in romantic things because he's just he's charming well arguably based on the tiny amount of like flashbacks we saw he could have been that romantic male persona in between being so we need a prequel yes what was it like <laughs> After he initially left and then had his life uh-huh. with his family. His It'll just wife. be a cute little domestic short. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Number two, is there a role that Keanu didn't play that you think he would have been perfect for? Um, I mean, I know there was all sorts of rumors about him joining the MCU, which mm-hmm. I think would be a lot of fun because it's rare that we see him as a character that we recognize before the movie comes out. I mean, you don't... It, Like, with the Mm -hmm. MCU, before it comes out, you had heard of Captain America. You had heard of the Hulk. You had heard of all of these characters. So I think it would be interesting to see him play somebody that we already had preconceptions about and see how he fit into that. Yeah, taking, yeah, a role that you're familiar with. I couldn't really think of one, but I did look up roles that he had turned down, and several of them made me laugh because uh, it would have completely changed the movies. (laughs) I don't know 
mostly <laughs> I think in a bad way. Um, but he was he was really wanting to be Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. See, um, <laughs> I love him, but no. <laughs> and he really wanted to be Wolverine, which I could kind of see. Hugh Jackman does He'd be it so more well, though. Stoic about it. Hugh yeah. Jackman is, is rougher. Yeah, and he brings that to it, which is odd considering like that. Now you think of him, you think Broadway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, he turned down the role of Chris in the movie Heat that was played by Val Kilmer. That role would have been completely different with him in it. But younger Keanu, he might have been able to pull it off. But Val Kilmer just has a a suaveness to him. He turned down, or they had asked him to be Jan Rogg in Captain Marvel, the Jude Law Mm -hmm. character. And the last one that I thought was kind of interesting was Tug Speedman in Tropic Thunder, the Ben Stiller character. Whoa. That it was actually written for him, and then Stiller decided to do it, huh. which I found fascinating too. Well, now I have to rewatch that movie. I know. I think I, that was one I don't only seen once. It was to me, it's a hard watch. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and I would like to see him do something like. My Own Private Idaho again, which is a movie we haven't brought up, and I'm yes. like purposely bringing it up because I think it needs to be talked about. It was a phenomenal freaking movie for him. It's a little colored by the fact that River Phoenix yes. is in it, so when I watch it, I'm just like sad yes. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. But there was the the whole story behind it and every the, the plot. It was, I feel like, a plot that wasn't talked about much at that time mm-hmm. you know there's very clearly the queer element to yeah. it um and so i think it was a really interesting choice for him to do at that point in his career because he was that was not the type of thing he was known for doing no i mean you look at parenthood and bill and ted they're kind of in a way the same role mm-hmm. to an extent the kind the the dumb almost surfer-esque night you know yeah 80s 90s kid that just that has no ambition in life. It's just like, I'm good. What are we doing? Um, yes, that's a good one. Um, so which leads to what type of role would you like to see him in now? Um, as much as I've, I feel like he started to do that more in his personal life. He, he's very clearly aware of a lot of issues and donates a lot of money and that kind of thing. So what I would like to see him do <clears throat> is a role similar to one we've already brought up in the past. And he was terrible at it. I would like to see him play a villain. Okay. Again, like like the the Don John in Much Ado About Nothing, uh-huh. which again is one of my favorite movies, but boy wasn't ready for Shakespeare. No, he was not. <clears throat> he was not there yet. There was one role that said he turned down so he could be in Hamlet in Manitoba for a season, which I oh. thought was fascinating. Like he is a trained Shakespearean actor, but you're yeah. like, mm, he just he, he wasn't, wasn't ready. ready for it at the time. And I would like to see him on stage. I think that would be an interesting experience. But I would like him. Because he's shown that he can do, he'll lean into the camp. Like, uh-huh. the, the always be my maybe. He, he's willing to make fun of himself mm-hmm. and lean into the ridiculous, which I just, that movie made me so happy that it was him. Because yes. he's, like, so self-aware and about that. he just that. leaned into it, yeah. But I would love to see him do a fully evil, just chewing the scenery villain. You get a, I agree, yes. You get a little bit of that in The Devil's Advocate, where he... Doesn't know he's the villain. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a defense attorney, <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's the son of the devil. But, um, but well. he doesn't know. Like, he's not intentionally trying to be evil. But you can see those that ability mm-hmm. in him in that role, despite <clears throat> the really horrible southern accent. Um, yeah, I agree. I I would like to see him in something like. I enjoyed Always Be My Maybe so much because it was a lighter side. I think a mm-hmm. lot of what he does is 
speculative speculative sci-fi is heavy a lot of times yeah. because they're bringing up these big sometimes philosophical issues when we're talking when i was watching replica i mean you think about cloning and is ai are you creating a humanity even though it's not blood and like mm-hmm. uh, the matrix even though i don't fully understand it a lot you yeah. know about the digital age <clears throat> and that kind of stuff everything seems heavy sometimes i would like to see him do more kind of a romantic comedy mm-hmm. where he is the star where he gets to just kind of lean into what, it didn't he do one with winona ryder not that long ago he the did wedding destination one? wedding yeah, I, I didn't out, i didn't watch that and one. he did i love that he did the bill and ted sequel yes. like in the midst of his like career renaissance he was like you know what i should do and i <laughs> like actors like that. I have a lot of respect for actors that do recognize that you know this is what people love me as this mm-hmm. is what you know it's okay not to be ashamed or embarrassed by it but to lean into it yeah I think about that a lot with this sounds stupid but with like Hallmark movies that there's a lot of people that kind of turn you know turn their down their noses at people that are in those but it's like they're they have steady work. Yeah, they're working. They're getting paid. They're getting paid. They're doing something that's sweet and kind of hopeful. So it, it brings people joy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'd take that gig. Like, who says you have to win the Academy Award if you're getting jobs that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. That's what I love about a lot of the people that do the um, the con circuit. You've got, I mean, the, the long term, like the Trekkies mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But you've also got like Supernatural, which, let's be honest... Not that great of a show. No. I loved it. It was all over the place. But I think the reason the show kept going is because the guys would come out and hang out at cons mm-hmm. and do panels and they were fun and they leaned into that like we enjoy you guys and what you yeah. enjoy about our performance. Yeah. It's hard when you see <clears throat> and you know it's a fine line watching actors who do have that kind of fandom that you don't want it to become like the only thing. The you only know thing. Of. And then you also don't want for them it to invade their kind of privacy because that's not fair ever either. But when yeah. they do give a part of themselves to the crowd because they recognize that a show shouldn't go on for 12 seasons <laughs> or however many seasons. 15. 15 seasons, <laughs> 15 seasons. Because it's not a great show. But yes, these people gave you your job. Like mm-hmm. that, recognize that and appreciate that. And it's, it's a little sad when you, if you, did you watch the Val Kilmer documentary? No, I haven't Because yet. you don't have Amazon. I know. Me. You need to steal my Amazon okay. account. But um, he started doing that because he couldn't really go, you know, he can't take roles at the moment. It was mm-hmm. hard for him to do do that but he's you know he's like these people know me as these things and there's something special in that he could do does he wish that he was creating new characters for them to love absolutely but there's something beautiful in that hey mm-hmm. there's something here that people loved and well and sometimes that can lead to i mean the mm-hmm. one of the most heartwarming things over the past couple of years <clears throat> for me as a consumer of pop culture has been to see this sudden and almost unprompted swell of love for Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Like, out of nowhere. I mean, I have always loved The Mummy. I think it's a phenomenal movie. I love a lot of his movies. <clears throat> but man went through some bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> and to see his reaction, people coming up to him going, I love you. I mm-hmm. love what you have done all this. It, to see the reaction from him and then him getting an almost a new career out of it he's been doing a lot of cool things that like it can change it can and yeah i think i think it's and i think there's part of that i know that keanu doesn't do the cons but i think there Mm -hmm. is an appreciation when he does go back to do something like bill and ted or he does another matrix which he didn't have to do you know that Mm -hmm. it's fan service in a way and and i don't think there's anything 
You well, know, and he's more than willing all. to use his reputation, like the story that everybody's heard about the, the plane that had to do an emergency landing. He, mm-hmm. was immediate, he immediately switched on. He's very clearly not a person that likes to be uh-huh. the center of attention all the time, but he was immediately like, I can calm people down. Yeah. I'm Keanu Reeves. Look at me. Look yeah. at, don't look at the crazy. Look at me. Everything's fine. And so that sort of thing is really endearing. Yeah, I, I would never, I don't think I would ever go up to a celebrity if outside of something like a con where they mm-hmm. are there specifically for that reason, because I don't, they, it is, they have a life. Like I don't, yeah. if they're out somewhere eating, you've got stuff to do. You've got stuff. I'm not going to bother you kind of thing. But I, with him, if you sat down, like you, there's pictures of him writing the subway places. Like if I sat mm-hmm. down and he was sitting right next to me, I'd be like, I don't think I'd be afraid to be like, hi, uh-huh. <laughs> I like you. Like it, it wouldn't be coherent in any way, but I wouldn't yeah. feel that fear of like, oh, they reject you or turn their yeah, nose up at you. he's going to be a jerk or, in real yeah. life. Because uh-huh. I think that would be the most horrible thing in the world. Luckily, mm-hmm. I've not had that experience that somebody I've met has just been a mm-hmm. complete jerk. And I haven't met a ton of people. No. There have been times where I can tell that because we've, we've met a couple. There have been times where I can tell, like, you're really tired. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. And I can tell you're not entirely enthused to be here, but you look exhausted, and I get it. Mm-hmm. And yet you came out, though, for uh-huh. that very same, you know, very same reason. I felt that with Aaron Tveit, that, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to come to the door, we're going to yeah. meet some people, and then I'm just going to go home because it's been a long day kind of thing. But then I didn't feel that with Tom Hiddleston and Charlie Cox. Like, mm-hmm. But they are also coming from a different they yeah. are coming from a world that, like, Marvel from, world. Yeah, cinema, as opposed yeah, so to Aaron is mostly Broadway. Mm-hmm. So the rope lines are kind of old hat for him. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, they were all phenomenal and very they nice and signed nice. thing for yes. us. But yeah, you can tell. I mean, I could tell Tom Hiddleston was tired. Yes. And I don't blame, like, you just did a whole stage no. show. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell he was, kind of, he was happy to be there, but you could also tell he wanted a nap. He skipped me. So, but then he came back and he, he felt bad because he, he noticed you. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, I here. I'm not asking anything from you. No. All right. So we are talking about Constantine today. We finally got there. I just grabbed another IMDb summary. This one from Gary KMCD. I wanted to give them credit. Well, yes. John Constantine is approached by Detective Angela Dodson, who needs his help to prove that her twin sister Isabel's death was not a suicide. The dead woman has, was a devout Catholic, and Angela refuses to accept she would have taken her own life. She's asked Constantine for help because he has a reputation for dealing with the mystical. In fact, he is a demon hunter whose sole purpose on Earth is to send demons back to the nether regions. I don't like that. <laughs> no, let's not say nether regions again. Thank you. John himself has been to hell and knows that he is destined to return there on his death, but he hopes his good deeds may find him a place in heaven. As he looks into Isabel's death, he realizes demons are trying to break through to the human world, and his battles lead him into a direct conflict with Satan. So this one's based on a comic series originally. Mm-hmm. I was not, I mean, I knew it existed, but I was not overly familiar with it. Uh, the storyline, which I like to go in cold, even though I know some big comic book fans don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. We know one. Um, he's constantly. He's phenomenally useful, though. I can't tell is. you how many Marvel movies we have been to where we sit through the whole movie and we love it, and then there's the end credit scene. And for people who aren't comic book lovers, quite often the end credit scene is introducing yeah. somebody we've never heard of. Like, I don't so know. So the end, the credit scene would end, and we would all turn and stare at Eric and be like, who the F was that? So a shout-out to Eric Holbrook. Hi, Eric, Hi. if you're listening. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> we appreciate it. And Eric's actually going to help me in October. I'm going to do a season on horror movies, a very Ooh. short season because I don't like horror 
horror movies. Do you want my list of terrible horror movies? Because I love terrible horror movies. He picks some out for me. Um, So I've got a handful that I'm going to be watching in the, you know, bright, sunny days. Because I just, I don't like scary movies. I love me some, like, obviously filmed on a camcorder in somebody's garage. You can see the zippers on the monster suit level of horror movies. Like, I want this thing filmed for, like, the sub-sci-fi channel. I like... Horror comedy, I can get yes. behind that. Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies. But Cabin in the Woods. Yes, Cabin in the Woods is fantastic. All right, your first Constantine question. Constantine doesn't seem like his God-given gift, doesn't seem to like his God-given gift of messy exorcisms. What superpower of sorts would you be as unhappy to have? Um, I mean, I feel like most superpowers, the more you think about them, have downsides. Like, as a kid, I desperately wanted to fly like Peter Pan. Um, but the reality of the situation is since I'm not Superman, I obviously couldn't fly very fast Uh because like wind and things like that. Also it's cold, but I feel like the worst would be something similar to Constantine where it gives you a knowledge of this like greater world, greater universe, but zero power. Yeah. Like Tilda Swinton's character at one point says that you you don't have faith. You have knowledge. You know, these things exist. So, but he can't be like, he, he's in trouble. He's going to go to hell because he tried successfully committed suicide as basically a child. Yeah. He was a child who was tormented by demons. So he, but he knows about this world, but he can't go up to one of the powerful beings and be like, these rules aren't fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I was driven to this thing was terrible and horrible. And like, so I feel like that would be the hard part where like you have knowledge of this world, but zero power to influence. Yeah. I would, mine would be, I don't think it's actually that dissimilar to be honest, is the being able to hear other people's thoughts or being in their heads. Mm. It's that same idea of that, Mm -hmm. you know what they are thinking and you can't really, I mean, it, not only would it be rude to be like just answering their <laughs> questions that they're asking in their head, BT dubs, but, this it, is <laughs> but the weight of that, that you would carry all of the time mm-hmm. or a, like just noise that you can't turn off. Like it's not like you get peace from it ever. Yeah. And I've often thought, because I rarely, when you're just like chilling in your own head, you don't think in complete sentences. Mm-hmm. There's no like subject, noun, predicate, object, yeah. director. It, it's like, impressions and images and emotions and color and that sort of thing. So I feel like getting hit with that from somebody else's head would be like, like an LSD trip. Yes. <laughs> like, I, don't, I can't even tell what you're You thinking. would be anxious all the time because their anxieties and their fears would just feed you. And that's, that is hard. And you'd be privy to some really confusing fantasies. Yes. <laughs> you'd be oh. like, why is that? A- no. <laughs> yeah. You can't look away. You're like, you can't turn off. It'd be awful. All right. Number two, do you think it's a good idea to antagonize the demons you are trying to exercise? I mean, my first instinct was no, but I think it's sort of that very common tactic of if I piss you off enough, you will react emotionally, okay. not rationally. So like you want the person to make a mistake. Like if take someone off enough that they just lunge to throw a punch at you. Well, now they've left themselves open or you wanted them to step forward to punch yeah. you. That kind of thing. Um, I, I, I mean, think it's a demon. So it's a demon. It yeah. See, that's the kicker. It's a demon. So I know there's probably not rational thought in that demon's head, but if you know, you're going to hell and all these creatures that you are exercising and banning mm. back to hell, I'd be like, 
I am so sorry. You are you're a cool dude, but I gotta like send you out of this room. Like I I think I'd be overly nice. Not that they would, but that is just my go-to. Take a cookie on yes. your way down. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. It's like the former cop or prison guard going to prison. Mm-hmm. You're now surrounded by all the people that you pissed off. Yeah, and, you know, I can see that being a problem. Yes. All right, and the last question. There wasn't a lot of questions in this one, and and after a rewatch, I it changed my answer. But would you trust Shia LaBeouf to be your kid sidekick? I mean, I don't think of all the people in the world, he no. would be my first choice. But this movie does have a phenomenal cast of characters. I mean, I mentioned Tilda Swinton, Peter Stormare, um, Jaiman Hansu. Hansu. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we need to have a whole episode about him at some point. There will be an appreciation week about Jaiman Hansu. That man's voice is just... Deep. He pops up everywhere, oh, too. He, he is so prolific in his... Like, He's I'll, in both the DC and Marvel universes. A lot of sci-fi fantasy stuff. A lot of sci-fi. Well. Push. He was in Push. All the the one Lara Crofty was in. Mm-hmm. The Island. Oh, Blood Diamond. I love oh, Blood Diamond. God, yes. Oh. Oh, but this like, is not Jaiman yeah. Hansu appreciating. Of that group, I don't think Shia LaBeouf would be the first no. person I think of. Even if you're going for like the snarky sidekick, I think I'd pick someone more like um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead from. Um, Deadpool, just because uh-huh. she entertains. If you if you want the snark, if that's what you're yes. going for, I but that you also like that. kind of trust, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he. It, part of it is because I knew too much about Shia but like he's just a disturbed yeah. dude to begin with, so he mm-hmm. kind of just wears that badge and everything. Now that you go back and watch mm-hmm. stuff, but it's that opposite of, of Keanu Reeves, uh-huh. well, and I don't blame Shia LaBeouf for it. No. He was a child actor, but so all of his issues were very public, public which must yeah. really suck. Yeah, I. But I think it's just so young. Like, who takes on a child <laughs> sidekick when you're <laughs> exercising demons? I just, I don't. And in the end, he did come through. He helped mm-hmm. save Angela. He saved John. Poor good spoiler doesn't make it out alive. Mm-hmm. But but there is a if you watch, there is an alternate ending yeah. which he shows up again. My question was always, how did he get there? Yeah, like we don't get that backstory, and I'm no. assuming it's in the comics. So maybe somebody out there who's who's read the original story can tell us if Shia LaBeouf's character was in the co- again. I've never read them. I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah, he's just kind of there, and Keanu Reeves doesn't seem to really, or Constantine doesn't seem to really like have a lot of love for him as yeah. a human being. So you're like, how did? Was there a job interview? Yes. How did that <laughs> happen? Or did was it somebody you saved and then? It feels like you've saved my life now. I owe you, you kind of thing. A life debt. Is that what they're called? Sure. What is that? What's Morgan Freeman call it in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? I feel like it's a life debt or a blood debt or something, something like, like that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, we'll have to talk about that one sometime too. Alan Rickman. Yes. All right. Well, that is it. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Really, Watson, thank you for joining me again. You're going to be back for other ones. I think yes. coming up not too long, you'll be... Val Kilmer appreciation. Well, week, yes, which I'm excited about. He's we are so also pretty. we're talking about the saint. Uh, the saint. We're, we're going to talk about the saint. the saint, and I can't remember the second one that we were going to talk about. But uh, my excitement because we are heading into summer blockbusters, and an upcoming season will be summer blockbusters. But Top Gun's about to come out, and I am yes. so excited. Even though I know Val Kilmer won't be in it, I think his pictures in it. But. Yeah, it's just the picture. 
But thank you for listening. It's so appreciated. If you haven't already, I hope you subscribe so we can keep going on this journey together. And if you've got the time, it would be awesome if you could rate and review so that other individuals who like random conversations about pop culture with someone who doesn't really know what they're talking about, well, they can join the fun as well. Or if you want to share the podcast, that would be awesome too. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at at GnomeGirlM and on Facebook as A Bit of Fun with Emily. Go have yourself a bit of fun today and I'll see you next time. Bye.